when you sit down to watch a game, specifically a Pirates game, you just can't be expected to win. And that was one of the big themes of Clint Hurdle's time here in Pittsburgh. What did we always hear? He wanted to reconnect his team to the city and have the men come to the ballpark expecting to win. Of course. I mean, Hurdle benefited from, from coming in after most of the babysitting and breaking down was over. But let's not kid ourselves. John Russell wasn't a tough act to follow. A traffic cone could have had a good chance of looking more engaged. So while I may get on Shelton or the other specialty coaches from time to time, the difficulty of what they're being asked to do isn't lost on me. I still think it's fair to ask, where's the improvement of guys who are already here? I mean, hey, I'm only asking for evidence they've reached their goal. That's it. They're the ones that put that goal out there, not me. Welcome to Gary Morgan's Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Gary. And once again, I'd like to welcome back to the show our good friend Graves. And Graves, I should say, I think you are one of the most patient fans of the rebuild, and it's probably because you've been waiting on your contractor to finish your kitchen for six months. Over a year. (laughs) (laughs) So don't come at her with how long is this going to take. Okay, that's people? right. That's and, right. And of course, uh, in case you haven't caught on yet, Jim Stam is always with us. Uh, he's watching the Pirates. He's preaching that Haskins isn't the next QB one and pushing Kenny Pickett for the Heisman. It's what he does. Say hi, Jim. Yeah, for better or worse right now, uh, Pirates are streaking. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, good to be back, Gary Graves. Yeah, it's a brown streak right now, but uh Anyways, guys, I know the numbers don't agree with me, but when I look at this roster, specifically the hitters, I can't make sense of why they're this bad. I expected a ton of losses, just not this type of loss. You know, I thought we'd see a lot more 7-4 losses than 11-2s, if that makes any sense to you. You know, I, I kind of wanted to want the bats to show up at some point. So, Jim... When you look at this lineup, I know we make a lot of jokes about it and whatnot, but when you really look at it, don't you expect a little more from some of the guys that are in that lineup? I mean, it's it, it'd be hard to expect less, right? I mean, yeah. I mean that that's the, the bar. The bar was already, you know, lowered a little bit heading into the season. Uh, I think we were all trying to be at least realistic with, you know, they're not going to set the world on fire. But I mean, we're we're at the point right now where, you know, man, if they if they get five hits in a game, six seven hits, you know, we we're looking at it like it's a decent outing for them. Um, yeah, I, I you you would have thought at the beginning of the year that it wouldn't have been this bad. Um, it is, you know, and I think that's why we're tired a little bit. Um, and I say we, I mean me, maybe you guys, I don't know. But uh, when you see them keep running out, you know, the Newmans and the Polancas of the world at this point when um, it's just it's just not working. So if it's not working, let someone else have a crack at it. Yeah, I mean, and Graves, we look at the lineup, you you know, a typical one lately has Hoy Park leading off. I like what I've seen from him so far. Hayes is he's starting to drive the ball a little bit more now, you know, and that's really good to see. Um, 
Brian Reynolds is Brian Reynolds. Yeah, you know, don't worry about him. Jacob Stallings is streaky, always has been. You know, when he's on a hot streak, he's he looks like <laughs> JT Riomolto. And when he's not, he looks like um JT Riomolto if he was dead. So <laughs> But what do you think uh, when you look at this lineup? I mean, don't don't you think there's a little bit more that's just not being brought out? I, I think that's that's fair to say, you know, but I, I also go back to, I think, the very first podcast that the three of us did together. And, you know, we weren't worried about wins and losses, which we still aren't. And we were talking about, you know, fundamentals and – defense. And I think we've seen both of those areas improve like we had expected. So that's true. You know, and, and so to, to kind of, you know, put a little positive spin on it. Um, I think that's, we never really expected much out of this offense or much out of the pitching rotation. Um, and so I, I look at those, those two things, the fundamentals and the defense and, and, and I, I give a lot of credit to, to Joey Cora. Um, you know, it's no secret that I uh, watch a lot of White Sox games and, and Joey Cora was a former player of theirs, former coach of theirs. And, you know, he had every winter a, a Camp Cora. And that was such a big, a big thing. Um, back when he was, he was coaching, he was a, a bench coach there with the White Sox. And I don't know if it's fair to say that the past regime regime held him back from doing that. But I would love to see that incorporated in what the pirates are doing now under Derek Shelton. Um, you know, we, we saw earlier in the game today, you know, Joey core get in the face of, uh, of, of Kevin Newman, you know, after he did failed to cover uh, second base. That was and, good to uh, see. That was good to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that was, that was great to see. And um, so I think, it, you know, we, we complain a lot about Joey Cora, but, you know, and, and how he waves everybody around third base. But everybody, you act really, like it's happened a lot this year. Well, <laughs> not, not so much this year, but people hold grudges from year to year. Sure so, they do. Uh, you know, and so I think it's a, uh, it's a credit to Joey that, you know, he's able to do his job. He's able to, uh, to get to these players and, and uh, I'm willing to, uh, yeah, take, take the positive. Yeah. I'll honestly, I'll give it to Joey Cora. He's one of the few coaches I can tangibly say, I think has produced and, yeah. and that's been good to see. And I think this topic's got some more legs to give. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more. the conversation we were having about what we've actually seen improve so far because I, I don't think we can hold anybody on this coaching staff accountable for overall numbers or, or wins I just I just don't think that they've had enough tools in their arsenal but I would really like to just kind of drill down a little bit on who has actually improved on this team I mean 
Brian Reynolds is the obvious number, but I, I, I kind of am inclined to just toss 2020 in the toilet, to be honest with you. So if anything, he's held suit and added a little power. So, hey, great. Good for him. Who else? I can't think of anybody on the pitching mound. Jim, I mean, do you got anybody here? Man, you know, um, I've been thinking about that <laughs> for about the last day. And that, when, when you really stop and think about it, and I don't know if you had um, any um, um, inclination on kind of how this was going to go, if it was to prove a point. I thought it'd but, be a short conversation. Yeah, you know, the point is, is it's hard to look around that roster and point to a lot of improvement from any one particular player. Yeah, like I can um, name one right now on the mound, but he's gone, Clay Holmes. Yeah, and I could name one at the plate, and that's Adam Frazier, and he's gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> and really you know, all he did is become consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and quite honestly, um, if you look anywhere else, it's tough to – it's really tough to look at it and say, yeah, I can sit there and say, okay, that's a guy that they have really coached up that they're extracting every bit of uh, talent out of them. Yeah. It's um, almost like it's from attrition because anybody that you talk about, like Graves, I'll go to you on this too. When you talk about somebody that's really improved, we're talking about guys that have been around and in this organization for a long time, like Brian Reynolds, he showed some improvement but at this point, he's a veteran. It's kind of on him, right? This is like his third season of, of playing here. You got Colin Moran, I think, is, is somebody that I can say was at least on the path to improvement. Injury probably derailed him. Stallings. But Stallings has gotten better just about every single year on his own. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, Clay Holmes, I mentioned. Who else really has improved? What, and, and if you can't give me anybody that's really improved, what are we doing here? Right. Well, I mean, he's, he certainly hasn't improved. He had a, Kevin Newman had a great spring training and then the calendar turns and, and we've really have had nothing. Um, and, and, and Gary, you wrote in a, a recent article about uh, Mitch Keller. Maybe he's not coachable. Um, maybe to some extent, that's Kevin Newman's problem. You know, he, he uh, spring training, you know, Nunley was there and, and, and he was doing really well. And, you know, what, what's keeping him from calling up Nunley and saying, man, I'm really struggling here, you know? Yeah. And uh, what, what's you keeping know, the team? Some, What's keeping, keeping the team from calling up Nunnally if, if he's that much of a magic man? Well, I mean, that's, that's true too. But, you know, I, but we're, but even, you know, as much as we love Nunley and Hanrahan, we're not seeing those young kids come up and, and, and dominate. I mean, Bryce Wilson is probably the most, uh, the most, uh, uh, consistent and 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 looking polished. on the mound right now yeah, he's polished. and he can and yeah he's polished and, and he's from outside the organization well that's that's so, a great point though because, and I, I wrote about this too recently he is the most polished looking 
picture we yes. have. Yeah. Why is it that everybody that looks polished came from somewhere else? Yeah. And, and that's the thing that you'd hope they actually change in this development system. They changed all the moving parts and bits and pieces and bought new bells and whistles, right? Yep. Why are guys still coming up looking like frightened deer stepping out onto a lawn? I, I, don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, that's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. Whatever is being polished out of these guys in AAA elsewhere is not happening here. Right. And yeah, I, I, I struggle with that too. And, you know, it... Uh, you know, I, I don't want to put all the blame on, on the coaches. I think a lot of it, you know, goes towards the players too. But, man, if we're this bad and and, and we can't get these guys to, to play better, um, yeah, it's going to be a long rebuild. Yeah, I don't want to put it all on the coaches either because, again, I don't think they've been given all the horses. Right. But, Jim, at some point, when, when a rookie comes up here, besides Brian Hayes, you want it to look like they've played baseball a while. And I'll tell you that the only one I can think of besides Brian Hayes that has come up here and looked like he knew what he was doing makes zero sense because he was in double A, Rodolfo Castro. Yeah. So is it the player or is it the development system? And you know, I go ahead. I'm just questioning what is happening in AAA that is not preparing these guys to make that next leap. I think, I think if we're going to be really fair, you've got to look at just how much of a hole this organization was in when Sherrington started. Um, To me, it was ground zero, maybe less than ground zero. And, um, there's not a lot you can point to just yet. I'll be a little more critical maybe next year when some of these guys start coming up and playing some more innings. If I don't start seeing it with them, some of these guys that you are seeing like Castro, I just think that guy's got a lot of natural ability. He's raw, but he's got natural ability. So um, I don't even know if I want to give, give credit in, in that regard, you know, but the numbers right. look, the numbers are, are, are almost frightening when you look at this team. I mean, offensively, the stat they ran the other day was they've scored one or fewer runs 26 times this year, almost a quarter of their games. Yeah. I mean, that is, I, I saw that and I said, that can't be right. So when you, know you pencil, when you pencil <laughs> together a lineup that is able to say, I have on most days, Reynolds, Hayes, and Colin Moran batting in a row right mm-hmm. how is that only scoring one run night after night after night when those three are actually hitting and here's another point we keep we keep talking about we talked about fundamentals right okay well fundamentals happen at the plate too and if you're going to sit there and tell me that you're going to play small ball show me small ball get the guy over get the guy in from third don't strike up with a guy at third. That right. shouldn't happen on a team like this. They're sitting around waiting for home runs and they're swinging for home runs. And that's not what these guys are built for. I'm sorry. It's just not. And it's good when they pop one, but nine times out of 10, it's just a long fly ball. 
or a pop out. I, I, that's not what I think these guys are. I think they're in a tough spot. You know, um, we can point to coaching. We can point to uh, a lot of uh, lack of organizational depth or time to develop these guys. Um, or maybe some of them just aren't really, their ceilings aren't that high. You know, uh, those things tend to look a lot better when you have more talent and better players. Some of that stuff takes care of itself. And right now, I just think they don't know. They don't know know what they are because they can't be a whole lot they can't be a team that hit, hits home runs and they can't be a team um i mean they'd have a heck of a lot better chance at playing small ball i'll tell you that much yeah i mean one more point on this because it's something else that i think we've both we've all noticed you know all season because we talk about the heart that they show right they keep coming out and fight until the end and how many times have they had a late inning like oh now we're gonna hit you know, it's the eighth or ninth inning where they finally start hitting. It's actually one of the things that I've, and this make this a free-for-all. Cut in whenever you want, guys. When, when I watch that, what I see is a team that I don't feel is being prepared to face people at the beginning of the game. And by the time they get to their third or fourth at bat, they're seeing the ball. Something needs to change there. Because it can't be late inning all the time. Oh, these boys got heart. There's something technical there. There's something technical there that they're missing. Their their scouting is either letting them down as far as like what they're going to be facing, or their approach is off in the in the first place. You know, this uh, targeting a, a portion of the strike zone thing isn't working against guys that can paint the corner. You know, something along those lines um, needs to change. And, and, and I'm frustrated by it because as, as encouraging as it is when they come back late in games, it's silly that, that all of a sudden in the eighth inning they decide they can hit. And it's not just facing bad relievers. We're talking like some of the best closers in the game they've taken to town. Explain that to me if either of you can. I mean, and what do you see from that? It's just a trend I've been picking up on, and I, I can't make sense of it. Graves, go ahead. I hope you have an answer because I sure don't. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best shot because uh, it's it's really got me scratching my my head as well, you know. And 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 we talk about the even the pitching staff, you know, they come out and they get lit up in the first inning, and then you know maybe the second and third they they settle down. Well. Yeah, where was that game time preparation? And Excellent then, point. And, and the same thing with 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 the hitters. You know, it, you know, having a good approach. I mean, obviously that's a big part of it. But you've also got to make adjustments. You know, and and yeah, why is it taking until the the third or fourth at bat of the game? You know, your third or fourth at bat to to to, to be able to see it better and to have a better approach and a better plan at the plate. Um, yeah, if it's the batter's yeah. eye, paint it something else. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, come on, you know. The, I, mean, I mean, like, something's got to give. Exactly, and and you know, and and I know we, we the umpires get a lot of grief, and and we're so focused on that with the little K zone up there, which which I absolutely hate. That like destroyed baseball for me. Uh, that was one of the first things that it did, and. You know, if I think 
if, if the, yeah, if the players aren't going to make adjustments throughout the game and earlier, that's why we're seeing so many stand there with the bat on their shoulder, watching strike three go by because they're looking at that little zone, that one little zone, their hit zone. I want to see you um, foul some balls off. I mean, where, where, where is that? You know, yeah. this, they can't even seem to be able to do that. It's like, it's either a strike or a ball. And if I don't swing, it must be a ball. And I can't do anything else about it. And it, yeah. it's I mean, well, the team, the team has vocally said, you know, if, if you take a strike, that's okay. Because it wasn't in your zone that you're looking for. Yeah. I just don't think that that's a good practice. And since that's, that's the that practice, just, since yeah. that's the practice that Eckstein preaches, I'm ready to move on because I don't think it's working for most of the hitters. I really don't. Yeah. And, yeah. and I guess you can say that's unfair and they don't have enough talent, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, I'm ready to well, move on. Well, and, and won't it be interesting to see this offseason when we talk about whether it's Eckstein or uh, Oscar Marine, um, if they stand pat there or if they choose to make some adjustments, because uh, at least from my perspective, uh, Marine's been just as a big of a problem now as, as uh, hot as I was about Eckstein at the end of last year. So um, now we've got two problems and uh, you know, that, that would be a lot of turnover for a team that's, already into the rebuild. So we'll see if they have the stones or the inclination to make a move or two like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of combined topics on us because, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know, people growing impatient with the rebuild, but I think you can tell from our conversation today that we are some of those people because while yeah. we believe in what's going on and we believe in what they're doing, it's still frustrating to see um, players that you expect to do a little bit more struggle, you know, and the pitching, I guess the reason that I give Marine a little bit more of a break first, my major concern with him when he came in and said he was extremely analytics driven and that doesn't always translate to instruction. So I really was hoping they would bring in an assistant coach with him in the first place, mm -hmm. instead of going with the bullpen coach message that's what mm -hmm. they chose to do. I think they need an assistant. I think they need somebody to help instruct because it's one thing to formulate a plan. It's another thing to implement it. And I think that's true in business. I think that's true in baseball. So I'd really like that to, to be something that they consider is bringing in an instructor. And if that's Hanrahan, cool. If that's somebody else, fine. But it worked before with Jim Benedict and, and Syridge. I'd really like to see them go back to that. And Really, when the pitching started to struggle in Pittsburgh, it was after Benedict left. So I think there is a reason for that second step. It gives somebody a different voice to listen to, too. You're not putting all your cards in the table and saying, if you don't get along with this guy or this guy doesn't reach you, you're, you're not going to make it here. You give him a second crack at it. It's almost like Rick Tockett with uh, – you know, the penguins, you know, when he was the only yeah. one that could get through to. And that's what came to mind with me um, is actually with the Steelers and you get a QB coach in there with your offensive yeah. coordinator. And it just, it's, it's a buffer. It's a resource. It's right. another guy that you can build a relationship, another way to maybe um, break through to somebody about something. 
And I totally agree with that, Gary. I think that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean the the, the plan, the message, maybe maybe ideal. It might it might be great, but yeah, if they're not able to relay that to the players to where the players can grasp grasp what they're saying, it doesn't do any good. And and you know, I, and I was looking back too. You know, the last three years, Eckstein has had three different assistant hitting coaches. Yep. You know. We started with Cruz, and then we went with uh, uh, Mike Rebello, who has moved on to you know a fielding coordinator, and now we've got Christian Marrero. You know, is is there a, a hitch there? Are, are we better off? You know, seeing a little bit more consistency because uh, yeah, the message doesn't seem to be be uh, being relayed real well right now. Yeah, because we're also seeing former hitting coach Derek Shelton step in on players. And, you know, we saw it right. with Josh Bell last year. We started seeing it with Cabrian Hayes right before Hayes started hitting here yep. Yep. in the last week. And if I'm Derek Shelton, I'm not going to allow somebody who I'm out coaching to be my hitting coach, right? Yeah. And if he has to be the second voice, that might be asking a little bit too much of Derek Shelton. So maybe they need a stronger second voice. Maybe they need a stronger first voice. You know, yeah. I, there, there's things that I think that are fair to consider. And I, I, I'm not to the point where we have to start, you know, hair on fire, hands in the air, calling for people's heads. That's not what I'm about. But I do think that there's things that are fair to question. And I don't think, oh, I've got bad players. It is enough sometimes because yeah we knew that you told us that you also told us you were going to make some of those bad players a little better i haven't right. seen that and that's what i need to see because all i've seen are the good players getting themselves better so far yep so you need to show me that you can turn some water into wine somewhere you know that's all i'm asking for on that note, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I promise we're going to have a little more fun. All right, everybody, we're back. And I promise we would have a little more fun here. So what we're going to do is... Because Jim and I talk a lot online, and Graves is always there too. She's usually the voice of reason in the conversation, but she's the smart for, one. For this, I'm gonna for this, I'm gonna ask her to just take her reasonable hat off and have a little fun. Um, we we get into arguments online all the time with people, and they're they're usually people that have hot takes. And I thought we would read some of these hot takes and kind of just have a live response to them almost like we would on Twitter without the uh, ability of people to uh, go back and report it to bad takes. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get started with, with one of the first ones I picked out here. Um, let's see. That's pirates ownership. No soul, no heart. Oh, I'm going to be reading these dramatically as well. Okay. <laughs> I, sh I should point that out. That's pirate's ownership. No soul, no heart, no nothing. No shoes, no shirt, no service. F nutting. Wow. What do you got? That sounds like a Kenny Chesney concert or something. <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. 
I should also note this was in response to an article about Joe Jocks. <laughs> oh no, really? Wow. Yes. Joe Jocks, a reliever in the minor leagues. That's it. That was the response that was that came out of that. Wow. That's that's a that's quite the response. Uh, I'm I go back a little a little ways on on one of the ones that I I remember and I I always catch myself giggling every time I think about it and and I won't read it word for word but it was basically about you know how the Pirates could never ever get rid of Neil Huntington because teams were going to grab him up so fast it was I mean we weren't even going to be able to pause he was going to be grabbed so fast because he is so awesome and the Pirates would be making the greatest mistake ever if they ever fired him well, he, and I'm going to go ahead and assume he, because a woman could never be that stupid, <laughs> must not be aware that the team down at Taco Bell is hiring right now. So he Thanks. might, he's, he's right. They, well, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Jim, have you seen any good ones? Have I seen any good ones? It's about which ones to pick. I, can't, I, I had to make a, a cut here somewhere. Um, and let me just throw this out too. Like, you know, there, there are, we, we all talk to a, a, a ton of people on Twitter about the pirates and a lot of other things, but let's stick with the pirates. Cause Hey, this is the pirates uh, fan forum here, but uh, we get a lot of good responses and a lot of good topics too. So, Very much but, so. but that makes it, that's enjoyable, but kind of boring. This is more fun and there's plenty to pick at. So, um, here's one I got, and this is, it's amazing too, how quickly things change, um, from month to month. So this is from May, mid-May, and, uh, this is what I've got. Why isn't Stokes playing? Question mark, question mark. Why do we need Ben Gamble? Is Evans really hurt? And why are the pirate players so slow? Why don't we have speed in the outfield? Why don't this we have lovely. more? Why don't we have more speed? Period. These are all questions that need to be answered. I, That's one this, of those where do I begins. That was right? a I tweet. Mean, yes. That had to be a tweet from 1986 about the speed, right? We're oh my building, god! We're not building the St. Louis Cardinals here and Vince Coleman, are we? That's unreal. So, I mean, did you even respond, or did you just know from him? assuming Troy Stokes was still here that that it wasn't worth it uh you know sometimes things are so um uh out there from the beginning I just don't have the energy to be quite honest with you so I let that one pass but boy I I saved it because I thought it was a good one well here's a good (laughs) here's a good one I got just today before the Pirates lost uh seven six it's not the pitching that's a problem it's just the position players I I, wow. lit, I did respond to this one. I said, what team have you been watching? <laughs> because it wasn't the Pirates, if you think pitching's okay right now. If, yeah, this, I mean, pi- if this pitching's okay, then we're going to be in a rebuild for about 36 years. So <laughs> <laughs> that is I don't even want to think. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. Jeez. I have but, a uh, bank of these if you want me to keep going. Or oh, yes. Come on. Let's. I, I, no, I want to hear. Let's I, hear them. Okay, here's a good one I got today that wasn't uh, 
it really didn't make any sense. It was about the umpiring last night, okay, from the game story that I wrote. An umpire's head should be lined up over the middle of the plate, not the left or the right. That's why you get bad calls. <laughs> oh, that's a gem. I literally had wow. somebody telling me how the umpires should be doing their jobs. Unreal. I loved it. I, I, I did respond with, I believe the league has a reported 96% accuracy rate, even though I don't buy it hundred percent, but that's what, that's what has been reported. So, okay. But moving your head directly behind the plate, I wonder if they realize the catcher sits there, you know, I, yeah, I'm not sure how they would that see big, that. Yeah. There might be that big helmet in the way. Yeah. There's, there's wow. only been a, a hundred so years of baseball. No one's thought of it yet. So they apparently stumbled onto that. Adjustments will be made. Everything will be fine from here on well, out. Well, the same guy probably suggested that referees should sit in the goal, like when, on hockey games, to make sure they understand what goes across the line and what doesn't. Yeah. You right. know, crazy. I've got, I've, I've got one here. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is unbelievably so from July 18th of 2021, mind you. All right. So just a few weeks ago. Yes. I'm excited. (laughs) I know I'm setting this one up. The Pirates, (laughs) the Pirates are a good baseball team that just needs pitching and some players to go around their stars. All they need are players. (laughs) Hey, hold on. This is this is this is the uh, last sentence. Reynolds and Frazier can carry an offense. Oh wow! Wow! Another I one. I like the stars. I like the stars comment. That was good. Wow. I mean, again, where do you start? As soon as, as soon as somebody mentions a player that's not here anymore, I'm like, okay, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I, I almost give you a pass. I'm not going to bother responding because it's not going to go well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the funny thing is you, you Gary, uh, it sounds like you've responded. When I get the insane stuff, man, I just, I just tap out. I don't, I just, I, I, I can't. See, I like to respond though, because like. You want to get a peek inside the mind of that. My favorite thing to do is to agree. Because if you agree with them, then then they're really going to show you how far they'll go. Okay, you have to realize most people aren't starting at at level ten. Most people are dipping their toe in. They're they're coming in at, at a four. They're like, I'm only going to be this crazy. Let's see what they do. <laughs> and then you come back with like, oh, I totally agree. Shelton definitely should be lynched down in Station Square. They, and then they come back with like something even more insane. You know, <laughs> like. And, and it's unbelievable how often that happens. I got another one here. And Jim, I think you might have to sequester yourself for this one. Oh, no. Greg Brown. Polanco isn't in a bad funk. He's just not very good at baseball, unfortunately. This isn't some developing story. <laughs> <laughs> that guy sounds like a clown. A huge clown. <laughs> I was just explaining to Graves why I barely ever listen to the broadcast, but I mean, 
I, I've never met a team employee yet that's going to admit that it, that a player stinks as opposed to just saying they're in a funk. He literally just said the same thing about Alfred today. So yeah. I figured I'd let you know he didn't listen to your tweet. Yeah, well, people would be better off if they didn't probably. So, um, hey, I look, I was cranky. I was at a two-hitter last night and saw a loss. I was watching today. You know, poor poor Greg Brown. He He – he, he, he means well, but yeah, he, he's kind of my pinata at times. I will never forget the time that you came at him on Twitter and he actually responded to you. He and did. You were shocked by it. You were like, I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> the graciousness with which you handled this, Mr. Brown. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. I mean, because Jim literally dropped the hammer on his head and he just was like, well, now, Jim, I... Here's why I didn't say that. And it yeah. was so calm. He, and then, oh, oh my wow. God. Jim was like, yeah, uh, okay. Like, he, it would have been a lot more fun if you came back mad. But, you know, that's exactly what I would expect from Greg. Like, he seems like such a, a nice, even-keeled guy. Um, I want to know what his buttons are, how I can push them. Though. Let's get some emotion out of him in that, Bob in that booth. Bob Walk. <laughs> All right, I got one more. I got one more we'll finish up with here. Okay. Here's an idea. Practice situational hitting. You know, like getting a run every couple of innings or hold opponents to three or four runs a game. That's Revolutionary not... idea, right? That's that's not situational that's, that's hitting. That's how you play baseball. That's just, that's not situational hitting. That's just complaining about not scoring runs i read that comment and all those words soup that that came with it and here's what i got out of it first base is to the right i mean because he's basically (laughs) just like this is this is baseball by the way first base is over here second base over here i mean that's what i got out of that and and i there's more comments like that than you could possibly imagine so you may not think that's an insane comment but it's a worthless comment. And it's one that I get constantly. I, I get things like that all the time. They need to score more runs. Thank you, sir. I yeah. really appreciate wow, I that. I never thought of that. I'll pass it on to the team. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, all the best is when they told me that I need to DFA Gregory Polanco. I got that last night. I said, oh. I'll get to work on it. Yeah. I mean, like, we're on Twitter or we're on Facebook. We're not like in charge of the team. (laughs) Clearly. I mean, if I was in charge of the team, there'd be several different things going on right now, but you know, these comments are, are, are funny and and we can have a good time with them. And I, I think, I guess we should take it as a positive that people are actually interacting still on a team that's struggling this badly. Um, some of the ones that you pointed out, Jim, in particular, are the ones that, that frustrate me the most, though, the ones that you can tell they haven't turned the channel on in three right. months. And yeah. Why Why bother? Why bother commenting about it? Yeah. Why, <laughs> why, especially, like, why seek me out and say something about it? Like, it, you're, you're not watching this. I'm obviously not writing for you. You're not my audience. My audience are people that want to read you know, and want to follow the team. So, I mean, if you don't have a dog at home, Gary, you got to kick something. So I guess you're the, you're the uh, Twitter version of it. 
I guess so. They come after you too, though. <laughs> they do. I made a simple comment the other day about um, I wanted to see Hoy Park playing. And um, the response I got was, you think that's going to make a difference between wins and losses? <laughs> like, uh, no. Can we just not see the guy we acquired and see if he's any good? I mean, <laughs> right. settle down, relax. It'll be okay, buddy. Yeah, I, I think we need like we need like a hug button on Twitter. Like, oh. like, like, hug. Oh, man, I don't know if I need any other options. Um, <laughs> I, I, if anything, I, I'd almost like them to start restricting some things uh, and just make it. Well, that guy uh, needed a hug. There, there should <laughs> there should almost be an idiot filter somewhere along the line. Um, I think that's what the blue check mark was supposed to be, but now it's just evidence. So yeah. um that's just <laughs> that's just for rum bunter and the fan. Oh uh, that's right. I went there. I uh, went there. Anyway, hey, you know, keep the comments coming. We will start, I think, reading more comments. Um, if you write to um responses underneath the show when we tweet it out, um, I think we'll start reading some more responses. If you if you give us some good ones or if you give us some silly ones, we might do it too, because that was kind of fun. either way it's been a great week not for the baseball team but for us so um everybody have a wonderful week and let's go bucks and let's say goodbye to our wonderful panelists today jim stam underscore for the city 412 right yep uh pirates and pit Steelers, penguins uh give me a follow i like to follow back and uh you know we'll see how this next week goes it can't get any worse guys well, we're playing the Brewers, so it might. Yeah, you're but... right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold that thought. And, and Graves is KGV underscore 55. Sound right? Close. Close. Uh, no, you're, you're close. It's uh, KG underscore 55 VFTG. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> you're close. And she likes to talk pirates and um, correct Ethan Houlihan, right? And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's good stuff, right? All right, everybody. All right, again, have a wonderful week, and let's go Bucks, everybody.